Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. We're also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is directly across from Winkies. And we are now able to service our clients in Bonita Spring, Florida. So if you would like more information, if you'd like to hear the radio show today, please go to ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Mary Brown, and she is one of the principals of Campbell Newman. And we have been working, Mary and I have been friends for a very long time. We've also been working with clients together since I believe it's 2004, Mary. And so that's almost 16 years and our relationship has grown. We have truly enjoyed that Mary and her team have done such a phenomenal job for our clients and that they make themselves available to really talk about the markets and to give our listeners, not only our clients, updates on where we've been, where we are, and oh my goodness, where are we going? So Mary uh, Brown, I would like to uh, welcome you to the show today. Thank you, Karen. I'm really happy to be here and um, love working with you too. You know, Mary, when I think back in 2004, And then we went through 2000, well, we had 2000, then we had the um, 2008. We've had so many different roller coaster rides in this market, the ups and the downs. And one of my favorite lines is that, um, yeah, the stock market is like a roller coaster, but never, no one ever gets off of a roller coaster when it's moving. You kind of, you know, you hold on and you wait and you wait until it gets off and then you can make another decision. And, you know, I know a lot of people that get right back on them. So, (laughs) and one of the things too, is I always um, believe and tell my clients that if you're not spending from your portfolio, the more times the market goes down and you're reinvesting dividends, the better off it is for that total return. And that's one of the portfolios that you manage for us, which is your large cap, large cap dividend um, growth portfolio. Mary Brown and her team also manage a small cap um, portfolio for us. And I'd like to talk about those today. But Mary, can you give us an idea from your perspective where where we've been? I mean, this, I think you were on about six months ago. And of course, actually, I think it might have been a little bit longer than that because it was pre-COVID, just mm-hmm. right when COVID was, was hitting. So what do you see has been happening and how can people interpret it as they look at their portfolio? Mm-hmm. I think that this is a period where keeping your wits about you has been especially important because we have gone through a lot from COVID to then right into the presidential election cycle. And um, it's been a very emotional period. So as I say, it's it's really important in periods like this to be working with somebody like you, Karen, to um, have a plan and not be shaken out of your plan at the wrong time because you become afraid. And during when we shut down, we had the first shutdown of the economy in March, 
the market, the S&P 500 stocks fell by roughly 40%, if memory serves correctly, in just 35 or 40 trading days. And it was a panic. And because nobody knew what was going to happen. And then when that happens, people become very, very short-sighted. But what we always remember is we're not really buying the market. We're buying companies and we're buying trends. You know, we're looking for sustainable growth. We knew that the economy couldn't stay shut down forever. And we knew that there would be a bounce back. So during, you know, that that really crazy time in late March, early April, we were putting together a list of companies that we wanted to own in client portfolios um, because they demonstrated the attributes, the growth attributes that we look for, both for the dividend growth and also small cap growth. And, and we were able then to get some of those stocks in the portfolio because their valuations in dividend growth more than small cap. We're not as vigilant about valuations in small cap. But in, in dividend growth, we were not able to get a number of companies that had been out of reach due to valuations. And it has worked out very, very well. And then we had the uncertainty from, you know, the presidential election. And, you know, I note that we're back up to all-time highs in the market by September, which I think, you know, everybody still hated the market and was waiting for the other shoe to drop. But, you know, with interest rates at these all-time low levels, the Fed saying that they're going to keep rates low. And I think people have started to look through the valley of COVID because, The news kept on getting better, whether it's um, better treatments and, you know, just this week with the news about the Pfizer vaccine, 90% effective. So it has been a wild ride, but there are really strong trends in the market, in technology, in medicine, and industrials, and and a number of things that remain in long-term growth trends. And those are the types of businesses that we want to invest on a bottom-up basis for our clients. You know, Mary, just a little bit for my listeners of history and background for our relationship and how it it came about that we decided to literally hire you and your team to evaluate stocks for us. So we went through the 2000 downturn and the fear around technology. And as we were moving forward, we realized, for me, coming out of a stockbroker background, I was taught how to select all my own stocks, how to evaluate mutual funds. And all of a sudden, we saw markets that were moving, Julie and I am speaking, and we saw markets that were moving and it was so unpredictable as to what types of stocks to buy and how to mm-hmm. diversify. And there, when I started in the business, there was two rows in the, in the newspaper of mutual funds. And now there were just thousands of mutual funds to look at. And it became more difficult. And what we wanted to do was to provide certainty in an uncertain market. And we all know that people don't like uncertainty and that it makes them nervous, which is part of the roller coaster ride that happens. And we thought, how can we provide certainty? Well, one of the things that we felt, and 
you had started your mutual, your um, fund, it wasn't a fund, you had started your portfolio of individual equities and we monitored for about a year, almost two years. And then we decided that you could do a much better job <laughs> than we could do because what you were doing was focusing 100% on selecting individual stocks that met the criteria of your portfolio. You were talking to managers, you were talking to business owners, and you were doing a very selective process in which we'll talk about on choosing these equities. And Julie and I felt that what we were really, really good at was working with clients, helping them to determine their risk, helping them to create a portfolio of not only based on equities, but also based on tax, based on estate planning, based on their level, both of them as a, as a spouse or as a partner. And to really take that time to the time that was needed to work with our clients. So we took off our watches and we scheduled appointments with our clients and we were able to sit with them for an hour, an hour and a half, because we didn't have to run back to our computers and wonder if we had to make a decision on a stock or an equity. We could turn that over to you and we would be in that position that I would tell my clients. And I remember telling you, Mary, I need to sleep at night. I needed to sleep at night so that I could be sharp and not worry about this portion of the portfolio. So currently now Mary's team um, manages one of the largest portions of our portfolio, which is the dividend growth. And we do have growth. We do use some mutual funds. Um, we have individual bonds. We have, Mary can talk a little bit about the small cap fund, which we added a few years ago, because I always said I wanted a little more kick in the butt. <laughs> and, and, but how do we do it again with the certainty? So how does the certainty work in our portfolio? We can, based on the risk and the investments that we own, we can pretty much predict what's going to happen on the upside and the downside of the market. And what we do with the dividend portfolio is we don't touch that, basically. Mary and her team goes in and they look at the different investments and they pare them down as it's needed or they buy something new. They're looking at all the different industries that can um, interact with our portfolio. So they literally know how we invest the other parts of our portfolio kind of around theirs. So we have individual bonds that are laddered out for seven years and that's where the certainty comes from. So we know that regardless of what happens in the marketplace in January or whatever month, another bond is gonna come due in your portfolio that is gonna carry you through that volatile market until the market changes again. And the worst case scenario would be that if you were down, we were down seven years, which has never happened in history, your life would never change because we've got seven years of whatever you need to spend out of your portfolio protected. So we feel that we can provide certainty in an uncertain market. And it works because during this time and during other markets in 2008, our clients didn't panic. They knew that they had a plan. And Mary, the part of it is that I have to be comfortable with how you manage money and your returns and the way you manage money has been, has beat all the records out there, has really helped our clients to feel comfortable with knowing that their dividends are reinvesting. And so I show them that chart 
that was in March and I'll say, well, you had X amount of dividends coming in your portfolio. We reinvested them. Would you rather we invested it in March when the market was really low? Or would you really have rather us invest it when the market was high? Of course they want to invest in when the market is low. So that's the key and it works really well. And so I'd like you to spend a little bit of time speaking about how you actually select those stocks, the number of stocks in that portfolio, some of the turnover in the portfolio, and we'll do that in the next segment. So we're going to take a quick break. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Mary Brown, and she is one of the managing partners of Campbell Newman, which is located right here in Milwaukee, which makes it really great because Mary updates for our clients. We have a dinner once a year where they talk about their portfolio. Mary writes in our newsletter, which you can find at ellenbecker.com, our news and notes, and she does radio shows. And I have to tell you, this is one of the perks of being a client of Ellen Becker, because when I worked as a traditional stockbroker, I never got to talk to the managers. I got to talk to the wholesalers who were pitching products and buying donuts, you know? <laughs> but if you tried to talk to a manager, first of all, they were all around the country. They didn't have time for us. But Mary and her team has made time for us, and it has just been a wonderful opportunity because it's a rare that you get to actually meet your managers. And we also have Terry Pavlik, who is our bond manager and creates those wonderful um, ladders for us. And he also does the show and writes in the um, news and notes and hosts a seminar for our clients so that they can better understand what they own and what the expectations are. And then again, we sprinkle into our portfolios mutual funds. But my belief has always been that there's more to diversification than just diversifying your stocks. There's sectors, there's also um, growth, and of course, small cap and mid cap, there's international um, things that are outside of the country, but there's also a portfolio that's based on taxable investments, tax-free investments, and tax-deductible investments. So diversification has a much greater um, impact on, on portfolios than most people even realize. And so, Mary, we talked a little bit about why we were, Julie and I, were looking at creating that relationship with you, which was almost 16 years ago. And I asked if you could just explain a little bit about how you select funds. And one of the issues with new clients, and this has been a stellar year for us with new clients, because it's one of the first times that people have really thought about, could I die and what would happen? And it really spearheaded a movement with us of people coming in and really wanting to understand and wanted to know what would happen to their portfolio, to their spouse, if something should happen. And so when you look at the different um, investments, one of the things we often find people being married to their stocks and you have a strategy where you don't get married to any one of the stocks that you own. Because that's always a really big decision for people. Even though we could talk about selling it, they're often married to it. And either because it's been down so badly, they think it'll come back or it's made so much money, they don't want to pay the tax. Or maybe grandpa or dad owned it, it was a family company. But you have a strategy around buying, selling, 
um, and selecting investments. And if you could go into that, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thanks, Karen. So we have a disciplined and repeatable methodology that stems from our investment philosophy for the large cap dividend growth strategy, which is a company's dividend policy is tangible evidence of management's confidence in future earnings growth. So all the companies in the portfolio have to pay a meaningful dividend. We manage it to have an S&P 500 yield or greater. And then they also have to have a history of annual dividend increases, at least five years of annual dividend increases. And so we start with the Zach's Investment Research Database of about 8,500 companies. And we, uh, we apply six quantitative screens to that database relative to liquidity, projected earnings growth, profitability, balance sheet strength, and then lastly, that dividend growth metric. And that takes us to an active research universe of only about 150 companies. It is that dividend growth screen that is the highest hurdle. Less than 3% of the companies in that 8,500 company universe hurdle that. So, you know, it really goes to speak to what managements are doing when they pay a meaningful dividend and increase it. And we think it adds discipline to their capital allocation strategies that promotes more consistent earnings growth over time, which promotes then too stronger total return and higher stock prices because earnings growth drives stock prices. Once we get to that 150 active research universe, we apply a valuation metric because the price you pay for any assets a key determinant as to whether or not you're going to achieve your expected return. So we look at 20-year price earnings ratios and we limit the stocks we're going to look at for purchase that are 70% or below that 20-year absolute high on the forward price earnings ratio. This work in our office is all done internally. We have three investment professionals, Remus Miletus, Tom Bolgert, and me doing this work. We, we do this as a team. We all have over 30 years experience in the business, and we've worked together at Campbell Newman for over 16 years. So this is the group that created this strategy and has managed it through multiple market cycles and in all different environments successfully. We meet every Wednesday formally to go through the portfolio. We look at the performance attribution on a quarter to date, year to date, or other other metrics to see what the pushes and pulls in the portfolios is, how, how different holdings are doing. Right now, we're in the depths of earnings season. So this is when we get a lot of new information as companies are reporting earnings. We listen to conference calls. And, um, you know, gauge how how companies are doing versus management's projections and the street projections. So as we're doing our bottom up research on a new company after it's gone through the valuation metrics, what we're really doing in house is trying to ascertain whether or not this company's business model can create earnings growth that are in line or greater than that which Wall Street expects consensus expectations. We really want to have a thorough understanding of management's goals and objectives and have also through evidence that management has been able to execute on their strategies and been successful. Again, this is a 
a strategy that is designed to be more conservative, protect on the downside, and participate on the upside. So we really do want good earnings predictability because, again, you were talking about certainty. When you have disappointments, stock prices tend to react very negatively. Mm -hmm. That isn't good. So the next thing we do is we look at Wall Street models, the consensus model. We really want to understand each line item in that income statement. Where are revenues? What's revenue growth going to look like? Where are um, margins? What are the projections for margins going forward? Are are margins going to get wider or more narrow? And then we also want to have a good understanding of these companies' end markets and if they do support the growth expected from management. So if we think that these companies can, can meet those expectations, the next thing we do is whether it's Remus, Tom, or me that's doing the work on these companies is we have to set a price target that would imply a 20% total return over the next 18 months for us to be able to bring it to our investment committee for a potential addition to the portfolio. And a part of that is, so where, how do we get that total return? Well, this is more of an art than a science, but you get return from earnings growth, You get return from dividend yield, dividend rate increases. And then because we're limiting those stocks to 70% or below of their um, 20-year high valuation, we are also in room for companies to get price earnings ratio expansion that is in line with something that's happened before. We're not asking for trees to grow to the sky or a new paradigm. So if we can assign a stock, a 20% total return hurdle rate, then we bring it to committee and we require a unanimous decision. We all have to vote in favor of adding it to the portfolio. And then we run portfolios on a bottom-up basis, bottom-up stock picking 25 to 35 names. So it's a high conviction list of stocks. We start with roughly a 2% position. We have a maximum position size of 5% for all those companies, except those that are in the index that have a higher than 5% benchmark weighting. So Apple and Microsoft right now can be over 5%, but that also helps with that falling in love. You have to trim it back if it grows to that 5% position size, because that's, that's a large position in a portfolio. And we also have um, very strict sell disciplines and, um, If a company doesn't increase its dividend or cuts its dividend, we have to sell it right away because that's a signal from management that something has changed. We also have valuation parameters that um, mandate selling. And also we can use qualitative things like if we just think management execution falters or um, the growth isn't going to be there or if we have better opportunities. You know, Mary, that is something that has made the portfolio, first of all, stellar performance beyond um, what we might have even thought. I mean, you've done such a great job, but it really is the peace of mind and the sleep at night because you've got such a strong strategy. And regardless if the market is up or down, you stick to that strategy. And so I know what you're doing in that portfolio and our clients know what's happening in that portfolio. And looking at the total return over time is is really what we want to do. We want to stay in the market and we want our clients to stick with their plan. And so we work very hard to create a plan that is designed for each individual client. And 
everybody loves their Campbell Newman portfolio. <laughs> You're so everybody nice. Everybody loves it. And say to my listeners, if you want to meet your manager and if you want to really understand what you have, you know, become an Ellen Becker client <laughs> because Mary um, and her team, every single year, they have, we have a great big um, dinner that we host at one of the local country clubs here to really give our clients an opportunity to meet you and to talk to you and to better understand what they own. And you know, that's what the business is all about. Mary, you and I golf together. I mean, we started out not knowing each other and on a handshake, we developed a strategy for my clients that um, at that time, we couldn't even really give you a lot of money. And at this point, we've been able to work with you consistently over these 16 years in developing our portfolios. But it's all about relationships. And people, you know, I love to walk into the restaurant and know the owner of the restaurant and they say, hi, Karen, and I can talk to them. But it's really true. People do like to know who they do business with. Mm-hmm. And they like to look in their eyes. And and that's the hardest thing that's been for COVID is doing so many of these Zoom meetings. I mean, I miss hugging my clients and we miss our chocolate chip cookies and, and being in the office. But that will to, will return back. We know that for sure that we'll get back to a, probably a, a new normal. But regardless of what happens in the market, we want our clients to feel safe. And that is one of the things that we believe is that by utilizing your portfolio, even if the market does go down, we believe that these stocks will come back. And that's the tragedy of most people's portfolios. When they say, I lost so much money, I will ask to clarify, well, did you sell it? And did you actually lose it? Did you spend it? Or is it just down? And if it's gone, it is gone. If the company has failed, if it's gone away, certainly um, that is a, a very bad feeling for a client to realize. But if it's quality and it's down, we just know it may take a little longer to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's still paying the same dividends as it was, you know. So I always say the person with the most shares wins. The person who has the most dividends wins because as you reinvest and as you buy more investments over time, that's where that total return comes in. So I think what I'd like to do is take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about the small cap portfolio that you have created that also has just added some really great gusto to our portfolios. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Mary Brown, and she is one of the principals of Campbell Newman, which is an investment firm located right here in Milwaukee. And Mary and I have been working together for over 16 years, where Mary has been investing our clients' money in order to meet their needs of whatever that is. And so that's the beauty of it, is this isn't a pooled fund. It's not one size fits all. Each one of these clients has an investment portfolio that is invested with the Campbell Newman, but it is invested to the degree that is appropriate for them. And so Mary, one of the things we mentioned during the break was how important these portfolios are now in a time where income is so important. Mm-hmm. And then we will get to small cap, but let's cover that because you're right. That is such an important thing to keep focused on. Right. So we were talking a little bit about the environment and how income predictable 
and um, higher streams of income are hard to come by. You know, you have the 10-year treasury yield at about 0.9%, while the yield on the S&P 500 is roughly twice that at about 1.8%, which is kind of an upside down situation. Bond yields are typically higher than stock yields. And um, if you look too at the large cap dividend growth portfolio, over the past 12 months, the average dividend increase of the stocks in our portfolio is um, 10% versus only about 2% for the S&P 500. And over 15 years, the average dividend increase has been just under 15% versus about 8% for the S&P 500. So, So we have companies with faster growing dividends with similar dividend yield, but growing income over time. And why is that so important? Well, you know, when we really think about investing and what makes a good investment, we've seen in our office and with long-term clients, tangible displays of this. For example, we have some stocks that we bought in our office for clients in the early 1990s that today they still own those stocks And you're getting every year from those stocks more than the original purchase price in in dividend income. And then plus you have the capital appreciation that is, um, you know, say the stock was uh, 80 cents a share split adjusted at, at cost and around $40 today. And I don't care what you're, what type of investment you're talking about, commercial real estate, um, private equity, whatever it is, you know, that's a really good investment. And that's the type of thing that we're looking to achieve over time. They're hard to find, but, you know, we, we really, we are building a portfolio of companies and, you know, looking to have strong companies with these great characteristics and proven criteria that will hopefully develop into those um, strong trends over time with low turnover in the portfolio. One of the things, Mary, is very often we'll be looking at the portfolio and someone will say, well, I saw this stock and the, and the yield is much higher than that. And can you talk a little bit about the dangers of, of buying just the yield and not right. understanding the underlying company? That's a really good question. So our strategy is a total return strategy, not a yield-based strategy. Too often when investors reach for yield, they're not looking at the underlying strength of the company and what the dividend policy is if you're seeing increases and also what the payout ratio is, which is how much in earnings are paid out in dividends. So frequently when you have those higher yielding stocks, they're paying out more in terms of earnings and dividends, which means they have less to reinvest in the business to fund future growth. Or it could also mean if the dividend yield gets very high, it's not safe. If you see a dividend yield that's um, four, five, six, seven percent, that could be an indication that the market does not believe that that dividend is safe and it, it will be, you know, cut. Um, so it is very much buyer beware with um, high dividend yield stocks. And, and again, our belief is that dividend policy is a better indication of 
management's confidence in future earnings growth and that companies that pay a meaningful dividend, but then are increasing it year after year, really gives you more um, confidence that you should have a strong total return because you have to have earnings growth. If you don't have earnings growth, you're much less likely to have price earnings ratio expansion. The other really important thing and really interesting thing in 2020 is that high yield stocks have way underperformed. If you look um, through November 6th, if you look at the S&P 500 companies, stocks with a 2% dividend yield or over have um, actually had a negative return of roughly 7% year to date versus the S&P 500 index that's up and non-dividend paying stocks are up like 20%. So non-dividend payers have done much better this year, you know, as a lot of those COVID stocks like Amazon and and, uh, NVIDIA (laughs) did well. You know, Mary, on the flip side of it is one of the things that I like about your strategy is that you are looking at companies that are going to increase their dividend. And to me, when a company decreases their dividend, it's really a red flag. If anyone has ever sat on a board or understands how a board works, the entire board has to make a decision to decrease a stock. And they do not want to do that because that is a bad sign to their investors who are counting on that dividend. So just speak a little bit to that. Um, So for when a company cuts a dividend, we have to sell it. And so earlier this year in the portfolio, Disney was owned. We had to sell that. So it, it really, you know that these companies who have a history of five years, at least of dividend increases, and many it's decades, you know that something very different is going on at that boardroom table in the discussion and and what they see for their business going forward if they're going to cut the dividend after, you know, years of increasing it. So it's a read between the lines, look what I do, not what I say type of a signal from management. And and for us, Mary, when we look at a stock that has been cut, say Disney. It's not that you don't like or we don't like Disney. It's just that it doesn't belong in that portion of the portfolio. It now has become more, has more risk and it's more of a growth portfolio stock than it is an income and growth portfolio stock. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, we like to know that that portion that you're managing is going to be a piece that has more certainty. Right. Right. This this was designed to have lower volatility, participate on the upside, protect on the downside, and provide higher levels of current income and growing streams of income over time. Mm-hmm. Well, we sort of blew this last, last uh, time. We were going to talk about the small cap, but please hang on there. Um, come back and listen to the small cap portfolio, which is really very exciting. And if you like what Mary's saying, and if you would like her team and our team to look at your investment portfolio, please give us a call at 262-691-3200. And I would be happy to make that introduction and happy to just review your portfolio to see the amount of risk that you may have in your portfolio and may not even realize. And with that, we'll be right back.
Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Mary Brown, and she is one of the um, partners with Campbell Newman and the principals with the portfolios that they manage for us, which is the dividend portfolio and the small cap. And Mary, we only have about five minutes, so I'm gonna let you run with small cap. Okay, well, we consider the small cap as a line extension for our large cap dividend growth strategy because we're looking for high quality small cap companies. And we define high quality as those companies that have positive earnings because we think that profitability is tangible evidence of the viability of a company's business model and that it increases the probability that this company will be able to have earnings growth over time. At the same time, it allows us profitability, allows us to apply traditional securities analysis techniques to analyze the company and make rational decisions about whether or not to own them in company in, in client portfolios. Um, this strategy has really a very similar uh, methodology. We start with a screen and we screen for profitability, market cap, and a couple of other things. And, and then we do our bottom-up research. So we run this strategy with between 35 and 45 names. And it has a um, higher number of names because um, these are more volatile stocks. And we start with one and a half to 2% positions and we let them grow or we can add to them, but 5% is the maximum position size. It's a diversified but high conviction list of companies. Um, we have a couple of companies that we learned about them in the small cap, and then they've actually been also added into the large cap portfolios. Well, every small company becomes a large company, hopefully. That's hopefully. But you right. know, the, the thing that you've done for us is when I think about it, 50% of new startups fail in the first year and 50% of those fail within the next three to five years. So there is more risk involved in that. Oh, for and, sure. And your strategy helps us to pick those companies that already have a better shot at developing and growing. Right. And what's kind of interesting after being around for 30 years, there are a lot of companies that when I started in the business were small cap and they're still small cap. So it, it is very few that are able to, to hurdle those and grow and grow and grow. But, um, you know, we can talk about it another time because we do have, you know, some really interesting stock and um, it's, it's been a nice, it's been a nice strategy. It has really worked for us because we were looking at how to get a little bit more growth added to mm -hmm. our portfolio, but still maintain that certainty in uncertain times, right. a little bit more predictability. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways of doing that is buying quality. Because For when sure. you own quality, even if the market goes down, you have, you have a, a certain amount of um, proven track record that's gonna help you to believe that they'll come back. Right. Very often it comes back a little slower but they come back and they grow. And that's what you were talking about in our last segment is that's what we want. Mm -hmm. We know that we have, to, we have to prepare for volatility because that's how the market grows on the buying and selling. 
but the certainty that we can have is by knowing really what we own and building our portfolios. So around your portfolios, we build our bond ladder, which is that seven years of guaranteed income. And we know what you're going to spend. And we have five years of income and two years of unexpected expenses put away. We build that with individual bonds. And then we sprinkle in around all of this, the different mutual funds that we feel are gonna enhance the portfolio. And so it, it, it works. It's just, you know, and you can tell I love, absolutely love our portfolios, but more importantly, the relationships that we have built with individuals like you and managers who have helped EIG become successful. Mary, thank you. Have a great holiday season. Stay well. And thank as you. always, I hope I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. You have a great day.